podcast from Two and Mike is, I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say. Two and a mic. This episode is all about fun because it's based on video gaming. Aiden is a PlayStation fan and I'm on the Xbox ecosystem. Does that mean we're at each other's throats? Absolutely not. We both have the opinion that this generation of gaming is to be absolutely appreciated by fans of every ecosystem. Every fan should appreciate the amount of work these brands put into developing the world of gaming, pushing competitors to improve, and the sheer abundance of gaming options that exist are just amazing. We don't get into the technical stuff. This is purely about appreciating the different games and playing possibilities that are out there. We talk about storylines and storytelling and how deep these games are and how far they take us into their worlds with their immense imagination and world crafting. There are no limits to having fun and enjoying art. And video gaming allows us to enjoy the art of game development in a fun-loving way. It's good to talk sometimes just about positive topics and sticking with that positivity all the way through. That's exactly what we've done today. And I thank Aiden for his expert knowledge in the area. So thanks again. If you have any comments for Aiden or I, please come and find me on Twitter at my Twitter handle being 2TWO and a mic one, the number one. Thanks and enjoy. Aiden, it's great to have you back. Um, and today it's for a very chilled chat. Yes, chill, laid back. I'm just going to talk about video games. <laughs> Cool. And we have to point out from the very beginning that you are a uh, a PlayStation yes fanatic fanatic, aren't you? So that's oh your... yeah, I'm a Sony oh. Sony fanboy, really. Yeah, and and <laughs> yeah. you're an Xbox bro. That's it. That's it. I'm a, I'm an Xbox or whatever they want to call it. <laughs> um, yeah. So so yeah, I'm sure there's something, but I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah. So okay. So we we kind of approach the the topic of video games from slightly different perspectives. Um, but that that's not a bad thing, is it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. no, I think no. it's important when uh, <clears throat> two people from opposing ends are kind of coming together, cho- talking about these these things that bring them together you know like Mm. video games are such a universal thing to share amongst one another and it sucks how divided it is it's like while politics like we're taking a step away from that is still like weirdly divided how how much console and like pc is it's such a weird thing that we're going through right now with with where we are with consoles Mm. Yeah, it feels as though people, if they're not sort of, you know, militantly defending something, then they don't feel a part of it. Um, <laughs> I, I just I don't get the concept, really. But, um, you know, fair, fair enough. There's this other side of things where it's 
I mean, there are what hundreds of millions of owners of consoles, um, and that doesn't involve or doesn't include even um, people who own Nintendo, people who play games on on the PC. So you know, we're talking, and also the billions of people who play games on their mobiles. So yeah. you know, gaming is obviously huge, and yet I still get. Uh, sort of comments from people when I tell them that I'm uh, young, play a play a game on my console, and they're like, um, hey, "How old are you?" Um, I mean, do you, do you get that response yeah. as well? Yeah. Every now and again, uh, I don't play too many games like that are like super young focused. Like I don't play Fortnite, and I don't really play uh, Warzone, like the battle royale for Call of Duty, um, but Every now and again, I'll hop into something like uh, like Rainbow Six Siege, and man, the player base on that is is an interesting one because it goes up from like there are super super experienced players that are really good, and then there are like really young players that are really bad, and anywhere in between. But there are also like these really young players that are fucking fantastic at the game, and like <laughs> they're like literally 12, 13 years old, and they're like talking to you on the mic and they're like telling you all the pro strategies and they're like and the whole time i'm like dude i'm i'm an adult and you're a child telling me how to play this game and you know everything going on it's insane so it's it's crazy how how like how they're in there and they're like they know what they're doing it's so fun like i feel like it's cool to see how many young people are in the gaming community that are like able to partake in it and able to have a voice in it in, in some weird way, um, regardless of them yelling like gamer strats at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, in many ways, it's a bit of a, it's quite a leveler when you only see a person's avatar. So, um, yeah. you know, gender doesn't play a role. Um, age doesn't play a role where somebody is or wealth or whatever. It doesn't play any role. You're just an avatar in a game. Um, and, you know, the person who you would normally expect to perhaps be the stronger of the two or the three or whatever yeah. um, usually isn't. Um, as you said, you know, you, you could be, you know, in your case, you know, 20, 21, 22 or in my case, uh, 45 uh, up against a 12, 13 year old kid. Um, and, the, yeah, I've got no chance. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is probably why that I, I'm not really into battle royale, so I don't do the uh, the sort of live um, multi-plat uh, sort of exchanges um, yeah. on you know on these in these big games because you know I'm just uh, fodder. You know, I'm seriously, I, I would just be, yeah, I, I would just be there to help people score an extra kill. Um, I know. What so you mean. that's not my thing, man. Yeah. I, I avoid the battle royales for similar reasons. It, it is much of like people are really like there. People are so good at it now that when I hop in there, there's I, there's nothing I can do. Like everybody else is just like so many skill levels ahead of me that no matter what I do, I'm just going to be behind. So it's it's tough in that realm where there is like almost like the skill based like deviation that that makes it difficult for players to jump in um but at the same time those learning curves are like awesome when you finally figure it out and then you're like oh 
that's what I have to do. And then you're like just going to town for the rest of the game. It's like one of those moments where you're just like, I figured it out on my own. And I think that that's one of the opportunities that video games has. That's just so unique is like, I did this myself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, as you say, the learning curve is quite steep. Um, but I also feel it, it, it's the, the sort of awesome potential to bring people together. In, it, it really is quite uh, telling. So, um, I mean, when my, my older boy came from, from London to stay with us in the summer and, um, you know, he was playing with my, my younger son here and just basically, you know, cooperating um one advising the other on you know how to do this or how to do that and and i'm just sort of sitting back there and learning from from the both of them yeah and you know it, it naturally opens an extra avenue of sort of conversation and interaction and uh, you know for me it's it's provided a real sort of wealth of um interaction with my kids yeah um which i don't think i'd have had had i not really embraced video gaming for sure. Yeah. It's a it's a good connection with people. Like I share this connection with video games and my little brother because like he's at that age where video games are kind of like they're awesome to him. He's learning about video games. He's learning the mechanics of video games. He's learning how to make the game do what he wants them to do and in like an understanding the game kind of way. Like it wasn't just a I want to do what I want to do. Now he understands the mechanics of the game and it's fun to see him like go through the process and see him work through the process in his head and to chat with him about like, what, what are you thinking about? Like, what are you trying to do here on this? Like specifically in Minecraft, I feel like him and I play Minecraft more than anything else. So it's a lot of like, what are you building? Like, let's see the process of how you build this ship. And then he like builds this massive boat in the water on this in the ocean. And like he goes through the process of like doing the different types of stairs to make the ship look more textured and whatnot. And it's just like it's cool to have that connection and to see where his mind is going with these ideas, because my mind's not going to go to the same things. And so it's like seeing somebody else's problem solving skills. It's like seeing somebody else like in their creative place and it's just so awesome i love it about that yeah i mean and also the point that you raised about seeing someone else i mean i remember when my oldest son used to watch uh youtube videos of people playing minecraft and i always used to think to myself you know, he, he watches this for hours yeah um you know and he was only about you know 10 or 11 at the time um and, and he could just engage for hours watching this and then yeah. he would go go and do it himself um, and at the time, I was like, that's crazy. And then my younger son, when he started to do that, too, I, I, I kind of like, oh, I get it now. Uh, yeah, because obviously I learned from my older boy yeah. what's going on. Um, does your did you do this? And does your little brother do this as well? Yeah, uh, I like I was right at the when Minecraft was a thing in my life. The Internet was also becoming a, a, like a more prominent thing in my life. And so those two things kind of went hand in hand with like when i didn't know what to make in minecraft or how to make it i remember this one youtuber mumbo jumbo who still does stuff now he did all this awesome redstone and i would watch his videos to figure out how to make redstone contraptions and 
like I would be on servers with my dad <clears throat> and my dad would see some of the stuff that I would make. And so like definitely like pulling from these YouTubers and like putting them into my builds and and learning in that way and then using the mechanics that I learned in those builds to like put into other things as well is always like it was learning the game. It was learning the game from somebody else's point of view, I guess. Um, and especially in something that I wasn't good at, because I was never good at redstone. And that's like the wiring and everything for Minecraft. So like making things happen in a cool way usually required redstone. And if I wasn't good at it, then I couldn't make cool things in the game. So I really liked learning how to do redstone with, with that guy. Um and I mm. think my my brother does a lot of the same stuff too, like with the with the videos that he watches and the stuff that he does. Like, I see where the things that he watches, what he pulls from those and puts into some of the stuff that he ends up building. It's really fun. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's also interesting how um, in itself podcasting um, for me was in many ways inspired by watching a number of these individuals um, oh. on, on, on YouTube. So not necessarily playing the game and talking about how the game develops, but, you know, talking about the background to the gaming industry. Um, I mean, there are a number of people who, who I listen to. Okay. They're mainly Xbox is fair enough, but I mean, like yeah. somebody called, you know, dealer gaming, um, Randolph or 19, Mr. Boom Excel, you know, these people, um, you know, huge, uh, you know, podcasters or content creators in the gaming industry. Um, I've, I've seen quite a few of a character called Neo. Um, he does, he's more sort of PlayStation oriented. Okay. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see, I mean, there's so much to the world of um, console gaming um, that people from who don't have an appreciation for it would never really have imagined to, to be yeah. the case. But it's huge, isn't it? Absolutely. It's uh, it's insane to think about like the range that games have for people. Like it is a medium of storytelling that is just so unique and so special because it really is like. You cannot get more immersed than you being there, making the decisions. Like, you can, like, have you pl ever played Resident Evil 4? I haven't, no. Okay, <clears throat> so in, like, the first area, you come into this village, and you're Leon, and you've got, like, a pistol, and everything's just a little bit creepy and eerie. And then, like, this dude with a chainsaw comes running at you with a group of people, and, like... Yeah, you could choose to put the controller down, but you're just going to watch <laughs> your character get like his head chopped off by this dude. So you have to go through the actions. You have to make the decision to get out of there and like you're in it and like you're going to be screaming like, oh, no. Oh, God, please don't hurt me, Mr. Big Man with the chainsaw. Like it's it's a scary thing and you feel it like you're there. And, and that's such a unique thing that video games have that just. It's what keeps me like loving video games is that that immersion and that feeling of like I'm there, this feels real and and I love that. Like I'm excited to see more people get a look at what like the video games like vi what video game stories have been telling for a few years now, um, especially with like all the shows and stuff, Mo shows and movies that are coming out of video games like. 
there are some good ones coming out that I'm really excited about. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, you know to some of these also. Um, it, it's cool though, but you that you, you mentioned that in particular because um, so, so you you kind of got the hint that I'm into gaming from a tweet of mine, and the tweet was basically how do you interact, how do you engage with your with your character, your avatar yeah. when you're sort of gaming. You know, do you see it as a, a, this sort of abstract character on your television screen, or do you think that's you? Um, because with me, when I first tried to get into gaming, what always um, sort of set me back was this concept of death. So I always felt that if my character was killed, that's it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm shit. I'm a failure. I can't do this. Um, you know, and, and that's completely the wrong attitude to take, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. I, I think with, like, the list of games that I put down for, like, my top five at the moment. Oh, shoot. Did I even put this other one in there? Nah, that'll be, like, a little honorable mentions, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, like, for games that really, when you die, it's it's more of, like, a learning experience. Like, it's, it's a lesson to be had. Like, Metro Exodus, I've been playing a little bit lately. And that one's just got, like, a lot of good, like, when you die, you learn from your mistakes. You learn that whatever you did to get you to die in the first place, you know not to do that thing again. Like, you know that that is not the route to take. You know what that enemy can do to you, or you know that that area is swarmed with, like, bandits or whatever. Like, it is very much... When you die in video games, it should be seen as a learning experience of how how to go about this situation next time, how to avoid this same scenario. Um, some games are just brutal, though. Like, I'd say the Elden, Elden Ring games, or the Elden Ring in particular, like the Blood, Blood Souls games, like, those are just brutal. <laughs> so if you play those, don't feel bad at all. Yeah, I, have, I haven't played Elden Ring yet. I'm probably waiting for it to come out on a sort of free on Game Pass. Um, yeah. If that happens, or not, I don't know. But um, for for reasons which will become sort of sort of self evident a bit later, I feel that I've got so many games still to play to catch up anyway. That um, yeah, I don't have to go out and sort of you know spend money on new stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's cool though because you know I'm. Only by listening to uh, some some of these podcasters um, and speaking with my kids and watching how they play, did I eventually come to realize that you know, in when it comes to video gaming, the the whole cool thing is that you can die, and yeah. then you just start again. Um, <laughs> it's it's not actually bad to die in a video game. Yeah, it's 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 a good thing. It's and that you respawn. Like that's that's the thing that's so good is that like there are not many games where you don't respawn again like in fact i can't think of a single one where you don't respawn again like where the game is just like bam, done over the game like deletes itself from your console and then you can never download it again or something <laughs> like that like there's nothing that extreme like the the most extreme one that i could think of was the last of us part two has like a permadeath game mode and that's just like if you die it throws you back to like you can have it set to like chapters days and then the overall game and like 
depending on where you set it, like the game is not a short game. It is up, upwards of like 30 hours, I'd say. So like, and it's a hard fucking game. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you might get thrown back to the very beginning of the game. <laughs> so that sucks, but it's still cool. Like you still respawn. Hmm. I mean, playing the the ascent um, up until recently, the you respawn in the ascent as well. But I I've reached a certain stage where I I'm sort of you know as much as I improve my abilities and character, I I, I keep on getting killed. And then I, when I respawn, I always have to go back a long way. Um, and that's kind of I, I've set the game down now because. Um, it's too too much of a hassle for me to get past that stage. I, I will mm. go back to it because yeah. it's, it's a great game, but it's just too much of a challenge to overcome one particular sort of part of the story, and mm. and, and that's a bit off-putting for me. I definitely understand that. I I reached a similar point with uh, Hollow Knight. <clears throat> that was a fun like platformer, but it was hard. It was like somebody described it as like the closest that a platformer has gotten to like a blood a Blood Souls game um and i was just like yeah no i see that like just with the challenge um it throws you back pretty far when you die and you have to go collect your souls again after you die it's it's one of those types of games but i reached a similar point where like the challenge was just too high and it got frustrating and then i just put it down and i don't think i've played it since mm. um i don't i don't do that too often i but i do have like games that i continuously fall back on that i just will always play and they always stay downloaded on like the home screen of my console like they're my go-to games so like when that happens it's just like one of those things where i'm like well i guess i'll just hop into red dead redemption 2 again like something like that you know like there's always and it and that's the thing too is that if you don't like the game there's always more games out there that you'll find that you can enjoy like, and so many people already enjoyed Hollow Knight that, like, if you don't enjoy it, that's okay. There are more games out there for you to enjoy. There are tons out there. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And and how how sort of connected have you become to some of your characters? I mean, do you feel that there is this natural connection between who you are with the controller <clears throat> in hand and the, the, the sort of uh, the avatar that you are controlling essentially on the screen? I mean, are you one and the same? in a weird way kind of yeah it's it's a weird thing because like you've gone through these experiences with these people you know like and you see their struggles like i'm thinking like arthur morgan in particular for red dead redemption joel ellie from the last of us like these are characters that i personally have grown so attached to that like spoiler alert for the last of us too um when joel died <clears throat> i cried like that was heartbreaking <laughs> that was a character that i had become like so in love with like he's not a good person in the first game he doesn't like he is a selfish individual he makes the choice to like keep ellie for himself um even though she's the only person who can cure the the fungal zombie virus and he lies to her straight to her face and you feel it and like even just talking about it i get like little chills because it's just like one of those things that like it was so well done that you could have left it there 
and I I like the second game a lot, but like that is just such a moment, man. And then when he dies, it's like, fuck, you're not a good guy, <laughs> but I have to be okay with this. But at the same time, I still like everything that you did for this girl. Like I I was there, like I was the person hitting square to fucking punch all those motherfuckers in the face, and like. I was the person taking those shots and like and the same thing with Arthur Morgan with like his journey through through like being a cowboy who's being run through the the west over to the east where where you shouldn't be as a cowboy like he's getting further and further into civilization like and then coming down with tuberculosis and then like kind of finding his purpose of like I need to get these people out of this camp like when you spend enough hours with these people, you can't help but feel so connected to them in a way that's like we've shared these stories together in a weird way. Like like that's what's so amazing about video games is like I feel like I have some of the weird stories that Arthur Morgan and Joel have and Ellie have in their experiences that I've been able to either like pull on and kind of like draw into connections in my own life and like learn those lessons in ways that I haven't personally had to experience those sorts of losses but I can see how it affects people and in that game like it's well done and it shows so well like what what kind of destruction can come when when a group is under so much stress and under the the leader of dutch who's this crazy man like it's a, it's well done and and that's why i come back is these characters are good and they make me feel like i'm there and like i'm with them it's awesome mm. yeah this is very powerful sense of escapism also inherently involved because you you have to really immerse yourself into these worlds become mm-hmm. the characters <laughs> live the experiences that you are okay in many ways even in open games you're sort of being um you know guided towards a certain path yeah um and you know you you lose track of time don't you Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i mean like like red dead redemption 2 i'll just keep talking about it because it's it's like when i was talking about games that like stay on the home screen red dead 2 stays on the home screen like it is it is so much fun to just be an old cowboy and go out and like wild west where like to imagine america in a place where it's not out anymore you can't really go out and see it in this condition um there's so much happening in the world that like makes it feel alive and it makes that escapism almost feel even easier in in a way like it's when when a developer can make the game world feel alive escapism doesn't feel like it's an it's something that you're actively having to like immerse yourself into you know like it's just you're there and it's like whoa I'm in the wild west right now. I'm in 2020 like 2033 in like this rundown apocalyptic Boston like in the last of us. Like it's when developers can really make these things feel real that it's like as soon as you start the game you're there 
you there's no effort required it's it's your right in the heart of the american west and like it's just it's it's so well done it's fantastic it's great <laughs> mm. which which is also something that we have to touch upon uh, without getting technical so if people want to have like sort of technical explanations of you know how developers uh, produce the, the kind of results that they do um, then clearly you, they should go to uh, those podcasters who are really hardcore involved and there are loads of these yeah. if you're interested in the, the sort of design specifics then there are those there that you can easily find um, but just a sort of general uh, reflection you know if you picked up a game that was on a you know, decoded or designed or whatever um, about 10 12 years ago then um, impressive though they were especially for the time um, there is a huge difference to what you can play with your next gen console. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, how much value uh, do you feel by the this, you know, enhanced graphics, the the quality of um, you know, the hardware, but also the software? I mean, it's it's phenomenal clarity, isn't it? Some of the, I mean, yeah. the Last of Us 2, I've not played it because it's a it's a PlayStation exclusive, I think, but. Um, I've seen some of the videos, um, you know, about the gameplay. It's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable what developers are able to do these days. Like, <clears throat> we see a lot of like graphics, how realistic a game can look. Um, and while graphics are something that's so important, because like like you mentioned with like tenth. 12 years ago with how video games have changed and how they look and how they even just feel and operate like things have substantially changed like the way that i'd say like one of the bigger changes is like the ps5 controller with the dual sense like the way that the haptic feedback feels like graphics don't feel as though there is much of the change that we're seeing it's more of how the player can feel more in the world um because like graphics have reached a point where like you can't really tell the difference super well between like ps4 and ps5 like the frame rate's better but like overall detail and quality is just you you're getting pretty much the same performance you know what i mean like mm. We're at a very similar spot where, like, the differences are so small and so subtle that, like, we're not seeing it as much. We're not seeing those graphical jumps, like, between, like, the PS2 and the PS3, the PS3 and the PS4. Like, each one of those generations, the, the gap gets smaller in how much we see that's changed. Um, and so, like, hmm. I think it's it's interesting to see how, like, that's changed but i think what is changing that's that i like the most is like how gameplay changes how and also how it stays the same i guess you know like i feel like there's a lot of call for people wanting games that feel like old school games games that feel like games that they remember when they were a kid you know so developers are walking these weird lines where like they need to do something new but people are wanting something kind of old and it's just like I, I wouldn't know what to do if I was a developer right now. I'd be a little, I'd be a little nervous. 
Mm. I mean, I for you, um, okay, I, I can't comment at all because, as I said, I, I have no um, experience with uh, the PlayStation platform. I took a really circuitous route with regards to my gaming. So I, I got the original Xbox when it came out, and then I didn't play anything for about 12, 15 years. And then I basically got a hand-me-up from my little brother. He got himself the Xbox One, and then mm. he gave he gave me his old Xbox 360. Yeah. So th- so then I was playing with the Xbox 360, and then a couple of years ago when the the Series X came out, I jumped from the 360 to the Series X, and obviously that is a considerable leap in yeah in graphics, and it's Absolutely. for me it's phenomenal what the series x produces as you said for me it's almost the same thing as watching a movie yeah um and only i'm controlling the characters phenomenal technology yeah. it's amazing agreed yeah i when i think of like games that feel like cinematic like movies un like the uncharted series immediately comes to mind with just how like like every single scene feels like it's ripped right out of a fucking action movie, but you're playing it. Like there's this great mission, like or part where like you're in Madagascar and you're like on a motorcycle being chased by this giant Humvee, just like plowing through fences and like running through like entire homes and buildings and shit. And then like you're on the motorcycle and you slide under some shit, and it's just like it, it's all pulled straight from a fucking movie but you're playing it like you're controlling the characters you know like it's such a unique feeling it is so cool it is so fucking cool like Mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons why i think it's it's why you feel so immersed in these things is because you're doing it you know like when you're reading something or you're watching something, you can't choose the direction that things are going to go. You can't choose where the characters are going to adventure, you know. But, like, in in games, especially these days, there's so much choice in, like, what you can do, how it can be done. There's different endings for so many games now that you can have an experience for one person that could be an entirely different experience for a separate person, like... It's it's amazing how much games have changed and like like you said like with that change of like fifteen years twelve to fifteen years of not playing video games like that's the gap of like where you would notice that change you know like like what what were you playing on the Xbox 360 and then like what did you play on on the Series S that was like like mind blowing for you you know yeah so I. On the 360, I was basically constantly playing uh, Diablo 3 um, mm. and a, a little bit of um, COD, um, Call of Duty. But for me, it was basically almost um, um, yeah, religiously playing. Di- can you say religiously playing Diablo? <laughs> but, anyway, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, and then I sort of switched to, and then I got the, um, uh, the updated version of Diablo three for, um, the series X. And I mean, the, the jump in graphics for that was, was, um, you know, ridiculous, even though it, it wasn't, it was just sort of enhanced. It wasn't even necessarily optimized for the series yeah. X, but just that in itself, um, it just, you know, the graphic quality jumped. Um, but then when, when I sort of started playing games of a comparable genre, um, yeah, so for example, 
what can you say? Not necessarily the same as Diablo, but something like Outriders um, mm. is like, wow. Absolutely yeah. wow. <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? Absolutely love it. Um, and I think there's an interesting thing with, so with, with Outriders. So I was uh, listening to some of these um, podcasters who sort of kind of knew what to expect. And they said, yeah, look, look out for Outriders when that comes out. Cause it was, um, it, it was released on game pass um, for free and uh, awesome. Um, and then I got to this point where I just, whatever I did, I died, I died, I died, I died. And then eventually somehow with the, I don't know what kind of insane effort on my part, I managed to get past a certain section. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the, the gratification of that moment. Yeah. Was like, I've done it. I've done it. With <laughs> Um, like you're standing up and you're cheering yes yeah 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 i tell you if it wasn't three in the morning that's what i'd have been doing yeah um and then you know this took me ages and then my my older boy comes and he's a playstation dude as well so so you know xbox isn't really his thing but he sat down i said look you know this is this outriders um and then you know once he got himself used to the 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 controller the dynamics of the game and so on and then just watching him like yeah. and his his fingers like the speed of his fingers you know and yeah. oh man it's crazy you got and like, he says you got to keep your fingers warm yeah and um, <laughs> you know and it's just it's mad seeing That's i mean awesome. you're probably like that too aren't you i mean you're just like boom, straight into it and you you know you you own the game basically don't you i i think it's one one you i mean yeah there are like certain games that like i'll jump into and just like it'll take me a few rounds to like get into it but once i'm into it i'll just it's it's done like i'm going in and i'm going in full speed and i'm going in hard and (laughs) like but like i i mean (laughs) keeping your fingers warm that is so funny the like (laughs) When you've been playing games for so long and like it's kind of like one of those things where like I mean I had a PS2 when I was a kid like my mom gave me a PS2 and we used to play like Dynasty Warriors and Red Faction and like that was awesome and then I remember taking a break like I didn't have a PS3 but some of my friends had PS3s um and so I would play PS3 with them, and that was always fun. But it was only once I got, like, a PS4, that's when I really started to get into, uh, like, video games and console, ex- console specifically. Because I used to do a lot of PC gaming beforehand. Like, I did other stuff like that. But, like, the controller, like, it hops in your hand, and you just, like, kind of go. You know? Like, it's it's almost like a second nature in a weird way. Um like sometimes my uncle Mike he'll have me come over and he really likes playing skateboarding games and so like he'll hand me the controller and he'll be like here and like I'll just start doing stuff and he's like have you ever played this game before I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) and he's like you're doing really well and I'm like thanks (laughs) and it's just one of those things you know like you just you get a controller you figure out the controls and then you just start going it's it's awesome Mm. yeah it's I, I remember watching the movie like Goodwill Hunting and I think of how um you know the character Will was talking about um you know how sort of you know Mozart could just play. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think of like, you know, people of a younger generation who have engaged in you know console gaming and know how to use a controller, you know, you give them a controller, you give them a new game and and they just play. Yeah. And that's that's great to see. It's almost like a second language in terms of just like how 
how how you can just pick it up and go like and that they like they are these awesome stories like and that there really are some amazing stories to be told out there like and that you can enjoy them and that some of them don't cost a whole lot of money and some of them like a lot of them do go on sale a lot too like i'm not somebody who usually buys like especially nowadays like 70 dollar games it's a lot of money for a game like and playstation's new like game pass competitor thing is just not quite as good as game Pass is. so like i usually am just kind of looking out for a good sale for a good game but like it's just so amazing that 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 people can just jump right into these amazing stories just because they know how to use a controller you know like it's awesome yeah and there's no language barrier as well to the controller element of it i mean you know i really yeah. tried to get involved in sort of communicating with different cultures understanding creating concepts for improving communication techniques and so on and I'm, I'm really convinced that there is an inherent language functionality that playing games or console games allows people to be able to interact. Because you can get two kids from completely different countries and cultures, do not speak the same language, but you sit them down in front of a console and you give each one a controller and they'll be entertained. Yeah. They will and manage they could, to find a way. And they'll probably become like super good friends too. Like... Yeah. It's it's such a cool thing. Like it 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 kind of reminds me of music in a way of like that universal like you may not speak the same language but you can feel the rhythm in music. You know, like you can you can hear the music, you can feel how the music feels. And and in that way music is so universal that you can listen to foreign music and still kind of get like the same understanding. You can still understand it like like I love French music. Like Strome is awesome, and like I used to take French, but I don't avidly like I don't speak French well enough to understand him when he's singing. But like I love listening to that those emotions, and in the same way of games, like it is this universal language. It is this like you can get people from different backgrounds of different languages from different places to sit down, play this game, and they'll enjoy it together. Like. And it'll be this, like, bonding experience, especially if you get, like, a cool co-op game, you know? Like, co-op games are, are hard to come by these days. And if you find a good one, like, it's a good time. And, and you can really get a lot out of it, you know? So, so yeah, it's awesome in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk about some of these games. Because you've mentioned a few. I've mentioned one or two. Um, yeah. But, if, yeah, and, you know, if you're, so if you're going to mention some of your, your, your top games or the ones that are always on your sort of home screen as it were yeah um yeah take us through a few of these titles uh so i wrote them down because they're all great um <laughs> <laughs> the red dead redemption 2 that one is always on the home screen i think i don't need to explain why i feel like i already have it's mm -hmm. awesome um the last of us is also it's not always on the home screen but i do play that game very regularly i'd say both the first one and the sequel um and i'm super excited about the remake for the first one that's coming out like in a couple weeks now at this point maybe next mm. week really um city skylines that's got to be one of my favorite games in the world <laughs> it is 
it's awesome. And I looked on, I, I went on Game Pass, and it is on Game Pass, and I highly recommend it if you haven't played it before. It is, it is so fun. Um, Daisy, um, it used to be an Arma mod. Uh, it when it came out on console, I picked it up and I love it. I I used to play it on PC when it wasn't like pre-alpha, like 0.49 or whatever the fuck, like on PC, and it was horrible. Um, the game's changed so much. I love it. I play it all the time and like just listen to some podcasts or like put on like a documentary or something like that. Like it's one of those games where you can zone out, just kind of do something and like feed your brain information because you want to. Um, I love games like that. And Cyberpunk 2077 was like the last on my top five of just like games that I play pretty dang regularly that that I really enjoy. Like Cyberpunk got a bad rep when it came out, but it was it's good. Like on next gen console, it's fucking awesome. Like there are some great moments. The first like five hours I'd say of the game that are like pretty scripted are really, really good. And the game pretty much only gets better from there. Like it's amazing. I I really enjoyed that game. Keanu Reeves was really cool to like have as like somebody like in your brain that's like constantly around just like saying weird shit and being an asshole it was awesome um (laughs) and then i had to put down like a couple of honorable mentions of just like assassin's creed origins was great and unexpectedly fun like exploring egypt was is always a dream of mine and getting to do it like exploring tombs and stuff was really cool um and then ghost of tsushima for playstation it was just beautiful um i loved the combat a good sword ninja type game oh it was awesome but Mm. yeah that that that's my list but i'm really interested in yours yeah that's quite a list um assassin's creed origins i've downloaded i haven't played yet um i have to say um city skylines when you said it i i remember that i i've seen it on um game pass this is where you essentially build your own city right yes yeah. It's okay. so fucking cool. Like, it it really made me appreciate my city a little bit more. <laughs> or, like, not even just a little bit more, but a lot more. Like, and it made me understand, like, city planning, city building, how everything has to happen. I watched, uh, like, in the same way that we were talking about, like, with, with your son and, and with my brother, like, with watching videos and like taking lessons from them, I watched a few YouTubers for City Skylines to figure out how the game works, and I learned a lot. Like not just in the game, but also in like I learned terminology about about like how America does like zoning and whatnot, and it was it's awesome. It it makes me feel like I understand a lot more about like how cities operate and whatnot. So I highly recommend that one if you haven't played it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll, put, I'll add that to the list as well. I, I recently downloaded one which was uh, released, I think, just a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, essentially about campus, where you, I think you've got to design your own university campus. Um, so that's probably quite similar. That sounds um, fun. Yeah, I'll, 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 um, I'll check out the the name of the game properly, and uh, I'll, I'll send you a message on that. Cool. Um, yeah. So okay, so the games that I'm I play so Sniper Elite Four, yeah. Mm. I know Sniper Elite Five has come out, but I, I'm I'm still very much on Sniper Elite Four. Um, and I just what I love about Sniper Elite Four is because I'm such I don't have the the quick fingers, yeah. That yeah. You, 
you 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 youngins do. <laughs> so, so Sniper Elite Four is a game that can also be played so slowly at mm-hmm. granddaddy pace. Yes. Um, and I love that. Mm-hmm. What where does where does Sniper Elite Four take place in? That's in Italy. It's, yes. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm, I played really Sniper Elite Five with with one of my buddies, and we took it like. Every mission took like over an hour to play because we wanted to do it slow. We wanted to do like everything in it. So I definitely get that. Yeah. And, and I mean, Sniper Elite 5. Um, so I watched a couple of videos on it. There's one guy who just he's dedicated to Sniper Elite. Um, and basically he did a review on Sniper Elite 5. And he said that um, the maps are huge in comparison to Sniper Elite 4. Um, and they've updated a few of the the different functions and so on. So I, I'm really I'm pretty sure when I make that sort of final jump into Sniper Elite Five, um, that once I get used to the additional sort of functionalities, I probably won't go back to Sniper Elite Four. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm I'm kind of delaying my my jump uh, in, in that sense. That's usually how it goes, isn't it? Mm, I think so. I think so. Um, but yeah, it's a really entertaining game. Um, Diablo, as I mentioned earlier, um, I, my, when my older boy came, um, he downloaded a game called Subnautica. Um, I don't know if you've ever played this or seen My little it. brother loves Subnautica. Yeah? Oh, and yeah. That's quite funky as well, isn't it? As yes. A game. Absolutely. It's really engaging, and this sort of constant quest to then find minerals, which you can then turn into um, yeah, whatever other sort of building piece that you need, and you use fish to make water and food, and um, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. And then the whole storyline of trying to build a, a rocket to to leave the oh uh, to gosh. leave the planet, and it's phenomenal, isn't it? How involved it is. My my brother, he understands it so well. And like when he talks to me about it, it's like it's like him speaking a different language to me. Like I'm just like <laughs> I, I'm like nodding my head and like saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I really am trying to understand it. But like and he just he gets it so well. And it's one of those games. That I'm just like, I don't understand this. But like you are having so much fun, man. Like. I love watching the stuff that he builds on that game too. Like it's my, it's like Minecraft in that way of just like it's cool to see what people do and how people build and how people like problem solve. It's my favorite thing about games. Yeah, and there's always this crazy like huge fish that swims around in the background <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, what yeah. the is that? You know, uh, it's just uh, it's it's eerie, but it's really cool and it's got that sort of special cartoon style graphics, which mm-hmm. you know you, you could be watching something made by Warner Brothers, but again, you're yeah. you're you're controlling it. It's brilliant. It's awesome. Yeah, um, and the game that I'm really focused on now and really enjoying is it's it's an old title um but mass effect i don't know if you've played that mm, i haven't really. played it but just like i've i've seen so many people talk about it and it's i'm not i i'm sure that it's on i think the collection is on playstation but i still it, it oh yeah, talk to me about that, please. <laughs> yeah. So there's Mass Effect 1 to 3. So I've, I've just recently started it. And what I really appreciate about this game is that it's not simply a question of shoot them up. You also manage to develop the character by um, deciding what to say 
Um, you, you have a certain number of options and you decide whether or not you want to investigate something, whether or not you want to ignore someone, whether you want to be a nice person or, or not a nice person. And yeah. I think this kind of feeds in, it sort of develops the character and how the world relates to you thereafter. Um, and that kind of engagement and immersion, I'm really enjoying in this sort of storytelling mode. Um I'm I'm fascinated by it. It's really got me hooked. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love a game that 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 can build out the characters in that way. And like, I've always heard that Mass Effect does such a great job of like really emphasizing your choices mattering and them having an impact on the world. Like, I've heard that that that's one of the games that like the decisions that you make in the first game impact the, the decisions that have like what happens in the second game. And then that the same thing goes on into the third game. And it's like one of those things that I'm just like, that's so cool, man. Like, that's so awesome. I feel like you don't see it that that too much these days, you know, like and Mass Effect's been out for a while, you mm. know, like I think, so. I think like maybe 10 years at this point, like at least for the first game. So it's been a while. And mm. and to have that like that function of like that the decisions that you make in one game passing through to the next like that that's not something that you see too much is is kind of lame because that's so so cool you know like it it makes you feel like when you buy a sequel for a game i feel like that would make it feel a lot more worth it you know what i mean like yeah if I played the first game and if everything that I did in the first game actually mattered to the sequel that I bought and it wasn't just like, a, we're doing this whole different thing and nothing really mattered actually, like, that sucks, man. Like, I want I want what I did to have an impact on what's going on in the second game because I'm sure that I did some fucking crazy shit in the first one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And and also this this idea that what you do and say has consequences. I think yeah. it really makes you approach the game in a more mature context. Um, yes. And I, I really like that. I I enjoyed. Uh, I think it was Outer Worlds for that reason. I, that that one was made by uh, the people who made Fallout New Vegas. And it was just fun to, like, get the get to make those decisions, you know, like I feel like uh, Telltale Games does that a lot in terms of like your decisions directly impact the story it is such a story driven game and very decision heavy. And it is like they are good games. I'm super excited for the, the series that they're going to do for the Expanse. Like that's going to be awesome. I'm ready for that. Mm. Um yeah, it's going to be cool. Okay, yeah, something to look forward to then. Because that's the, I also want to talk about what we're going to look forward to. But I mean, you know, we're already pushing <laughs> pushing through the almost through the hour mark, and uh, you know, we're um, yeah, there's so much to still still to discuss. Yeah. But um, I mean, that storytelling mode. So, for example, I think my my older boy played a game. I can't remember the exact. You know, I think it was Firewatch or something. But basically, you come to some yeah. kind of a, a national park and you are uh, like a warden, as it were, and um it's there's a, there's a woman who's in this sort of central control area and she she sort of guides you through the process of becoming a warden because you're new to the job and um the character's wife is sick and um she's in hospital and you sort of cut away um 
to do this job because you can't even help her and it's it, there's a yeah. lot of it's very involved storytelling and essentially you've got this woman's voice constantly communicating with you um and you've got to solve this crazy mystery or there's a murder or something um and it's it just pulls you in yeah um it's phenomenal storytelling again based upon some of these you know elements within you know, within the storytelling genre yeah, I gotta check that one out. Still, it's it's one of the games that like the story. I am a sucker for a good story game. Like any mm. game that's got like a a story that is just like oh, like God of War is another one that's got just like a storyline that's just like so fucking cool and so good. And when they did the reboot for it, it was like I didn't know how you guys were gonna do it, but you guys did it really well. And like I wasn't expecting what you did. Um, it's so cool. I love when that can happen. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even mentioned some of the big, for me, some of the big sort of uh, the Xbox ones, which are Gears of War and um, Halo. Um, yeah. But, you know, these are you know, fantastic uh, creations um, and you know, very much sort of you know, leading the way, as it were, with regards to the, the mechanics and the dynamics of the games. Absolutely. Um, but if we talk about what so you know what you're looking forward to, um, because you kind of touched on it there with regards to the expanse. I mean, is there a date yet on this, or are you still sort of waiting for that to to, to be revealed? I think we're still waiting for that one to be revealed. I'm not like that's not one that I'm like super keeping my eye on. Like, I'm I I find that I'm not really keeping my eyes on too many games these days, um, just because like. Too many false promises from games that I really have liked um, that have just crashed and burned. Like, and it's it's really developed this this poor relationship that I feel as though a lot of other gamers have with the with with gaming companies is just like I don't trust you to make a good product all the time. Like EA is one of like the culprits that I'm just like I was really excited about Battlefield 2042 just because it looked like it was going to go back to like how battlefield used to be. And then it, it was not good. <laughs> like it was not a good game. And that sucked. Like I was really disappointed about that. And so like, I don't find myself looking at too many games anymore being like, Ooh, I'm really excited about that. Like there were a few that have come out recently. Like I put down, um, God of War Ragnarok looks really exciting. Like like I said, God of War is just really cool. Um, I'm excited to see where Kratos and Atreus go in this new experience. It just seems super exciting. Um, the Callisto Protocol looked like a Mass Effect type game. Um, and it just looks dark and scary. And I really am excited for like a classic feeling like Kind of like shoot them up, but like dingy and creepy and scary. Like I want something like that. We don't see too many games like that anymore. Um, and then Call of like the new Call of Duty. I am a sucker for a really good first-person shooter, like modern first-person shooter. Um, and this one looks like it's just going to capitalize on everything that Modern Warfare did right. Like I was a huge fan of when they rebooted Modern Warfare the first time. And it was awesome. Like, that was the first time I bought a Call of Duty game in years. And 
enjoyed it. Like I went into it and I fucking loved it. And so I'm really excited about them doing a sequel for it. I'm excited about getting like a new storyline because I know that's not what a lot of people play Call of Duty for, but I love the story missions. I love these like bombastic. I think somebody, I don't know who did it, but somebody described it as like popcorn, um, popcorn gaming. It's like you just play through it and you just want to like, it's just, mm, it's so fun that you just want to go through all of it so fast. And it's like popcorn. You just eat it. You eat it. Go, go, go. Like Mm. Call of Duty stories and campaigns are, are always like that. They're bombastic. They're awesome. They're fun. They're fast. And they're just like, they're amazing. I love them. Uh, there, there are not too many that are, that are bad in my opinion. And there's crazy research involved and mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the creation of some of these worlds. I mean, the first um, uh, the first Call of Duty Black Ops, where you're you're, you're basically um, it's a Cold War. You've been I think you're being interrogated when it starts. And, you know, they go back to the Bay of Pigs and they talk yeah. about Kennedy and stuff. And, and you know. Yeah, this is some really cool <laughs> history shit yeah. going on here, man. It's amazing. I liked when they did the reboot, another reboot for like the Cold War stuff. When they did like, uh, it was just Call of Duty Cold War, and they did like sleeper agents. I thought that was really neat. Like, you got like the perspective of like your character is a Russian like sleeper agent who's working for the CIA, and then like they wake up and you have the option at the end to like flip on the cia and work for the russians instead and it's just like everybody's names turn red like they're the enemy and it's it's just one of those cool like call of duty knows how to make cool campaigns they know how to really like like you said with like black ops like i feel like they did it a lot in the earlier games with like really pulling context from like the past and historical like like actually going historical with it like world war like their world at war that one was awesome too like it felt like like you were in like these big moments of world war ii and like you were getting like background story of like how these missions were going and how the u.s invaded and like how the russians were able to like stand their ground in Stalingrad and whatnot like it's crazy stuff it is amazing yeah and, and again you know the detail the the quality the gameplay um it, it is a unique game for for what it uh, for what it represents but these are huge games i mean yeah. uh you know 100 gig is nothing no kidding it's insane <laughs> i'm like and then like the ps5 came out with like 850 gigabytes or whatever and it's just like dude that is not enough like are you seeing the size of the games that you are putting out man like mm-hmm. Man, 70 to 120 gigs. Like, I'm not seeing many games go below that these days. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, these big AAA games are huge. Um, yes. And, and then you see some of these updates, and the update is like, you know, oh I don't God. know how many gigs. Like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, at that point, I'm like, man, I, I have to delete something at this point for that update. It's just painful. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, um, so I've, I've yeah, I, I, I mean, I had to buy the expansion card and I had this, this I mean, the Series X comes with the terabyte, um, but I had to yeah. buy an extra terabyte expansion because I just wanted to have all of these things on there. Um, For sure. A bit of overkill, perhaps, but still. Was I mean, it, the, the, did you get yeah. an SSD? 
Yeah, yeah. It just basically nice. you it, you can run it straight off the the expansion card. So it's That's basically awesome. like having internal. Yeah, the speed is amazing. Um, so yeah, it's just completely seamless. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very pleased with the with the tech. Um, the stuff that I'm looking forward to, so I've just written down three here. So there's Stalker 2. I don't know if you're familiar with that. but mm, uh, I've yeah. seen trailers for it. Isn't that going to be an Xbox exclusive? I think I think all of these might be, to, yeah. to be honest. Um, no, yeah. yeah. A, some of the ones that I put down were, were Xbox exclusives or PlayStation exclusives. PlayStation. I'm not, yeah. But yeah, that one looks fucking awesome. I'm definitely going to be watching people play through that. Mm. Then there's Starfield, um, which is it's going to be it's apparently it's the biggest sort of open world um, that um, I think it's Bethesda that they've yeah. created. So that, that's going to be apparently huge. And there are what a thousand planets or something. It's uh, something crazy like that. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how long um, people <laughs> people could probably play that game for the rest of their lives and still not yeah. complete it. Um, and then. Another game, which maybe it's a bit strange considering the list of games that we've talked about, but Everwild. Um, I don't know if you've if you've heard of this either. Um, I don't think so. Uh, but it's, it's basically like um, it's a bit like uh, the, the the movie Avatar, where people interact with the wildlife around them. Ooh. Um, and so this is basically how, from what the videos that I've seen of the, the original concept, anyway. Uh, basically, there is this indigenous species where they create relationships and interact with the animals and the nature. Um, and I'm, but we don't really know much beyond that. So I'm intrigued to understand what kind of storytelling mechanics are going to be involved in that. Yeah. But that's also been sort of postponed. So I was hoping that it would come out in 2022, um, maybe 2023. It might now also be 2024. But um, yeah. You know, as you said, with Cyberpunk, you know, I don't care if it's delayed. I just want to have a really good, complete, full yeah. game you know, when, when it comes out. Agreed. Delay the game as much as you need. Just give me the full game. Give me a good game. I don't want to experience something with a bunch of bugs when it comes out. Like, we see that way too often these days. Like, I feel like I've seen so many games get delayed, and, I've, and I just feel okay with it. Like, uh... The Hogwarts Legacy game, that game looked kind of cool. Like, I love Harry Potter. I've always wanted to be a wizard. Um, hmm. And, like, it was such a cool idea. And then they delayed it. And I was like, I'm okay with that. Like, I want you to take your time on these games. Like, same with Batman uh, Arkham Knights, I think it is, or Knights or whatever it is. Like, it's the one with all four, or you play as four different Batman uh, characters after batman's died and it's like they've been delaying it for a while and they just keep dropping like subtle like little content things but like i'm okay with that i want this game to be good when it comes out i don't want to buy a game that's going to have like 25 updates in the first week just because the game's not good like i hate going through that process like at that point i just wait a couple weeks for the game to to come out that's why i don't pre-order games as well is because that happens way too often like it sucks yeah and and as we've already kind of suggested there are so many games to enjoy anyway what's the rush um you know it's not like i've got nothing to do for three weeks if the game doesn't come out you know or if i have to wait a year or two it doesn't matter there's so much other stuff coming out it's brilliant yeah there are so many games on game pass like 
I, I remember like after you and I had our chat a couple weeks ago, like I went through Game Pass and just like looked at what's on that list and just wowza, man. Like, no kidding. Do not purchase any games for like until you've gone through that catalog because there are so many good games on that catalog. Like, you are not kidding. Um, PlayStations is not at the same place, but there are some really good games on there. Like, um, Stranded Deep, or not Stranded Deep, what is it? Um, Death Stranded, or whatever it is, the one with Norman Reedus. That one is, like, for the director's cut, that one's free for PlayStation, and it is a walking simulator, but fuck, man, it is beautiful. Like, Hideo Kojima makes the weirdest fucking games on the world, and I recommend every single one of them, because they're all just, like, quirky and weird in their own ways. Like, that same thing with Metal Gear Solid, you know? Like, I don't know if you've ever played those games, but those games are just, like, what is going on? Like, it's real until it's not real, and then you're like, what is happening right now? Like, Metal Gear Solid Five takes place during the Cold War, and it is, like, I don't know if that one's on Game Pass, but I recommend that one very much. Like, that one's just... It's weird, but it's so fucking cool. Like, it is it is a good one. Um, uh, the last thing that I wanted to add on for, like, the next year, like, things I'm hyped up for, this isn't a game, but it's a game show, and it's The Last of Us show. Um, HBO dropped, like, a little teaser for it. I think it was last night or two days ago um, when they came out with the, uh, uh, the House of the Dragon show. Um, they dropped like a 25 second teaser for, for the last of us TV show. And it looked fantastic. Like video game show movie adaptations are not often good. Um, but man, they, it looks like they've done a good job. I spent a lot of time like reading into what they did for this. And like, I trust that they are going to have something pretty good here. Like, Neil Druckmann, the guy who directed and wrote The Last of Us 1 and 2, like, he was there for every single episode of shooting for the show and had, like, direct influence on what was going on and, like, everybody who was in the cast and crew, like, played the games and loved the games and, like, it feels like everybody involved has a lot of care and love for this and, and that that means that it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Like... It feels the same way with, like, the Wheel of Time show. Like, the Wheel of Time show is good because there are so many people involved that love and care about these books that they want these books to be represented in the best way possible. So they're putting everything they can into it, you know? And so I think that The Last of Us is going to be getting, like, the same treatment for a show. And I'm excited for more people to get to experience that media. Like, because it is a story that is just so, like... I'll play the game every single time, and in the first 15 minutes of that game, it is, like, the most heart-wrenching moment that has ever come onto a video game, ever. And, like, I don't want to say what it is, because if anybody watches the show, like, I guarantee you that that's going to be the first episode, and it is going to hurt. And, like, it's fantastic. That's what grips you into these stories, and I'm excited for, like, to show my parents this story specifically, like, because my parents don't play video games the same way that I do. But, like, this story has genuinely impacted me in a way that I'm like, I want you guys to see this. I want you guys to understand <laughs> in, like, some small way just, like, what this means to me and, like, how good it is. Like, and that it's well done and that it's 
it's a story worth being told that video games are not like just something to to shove off like that like video game stories are something to shove off because like books movies and tv get a lot of praise for being like amazing but man stories know or like video games know how to tell amazing stories as well like and i think that you and i have talked about that and really like try to capitalize on that being such an amazing thing about them you know that that that's the basis for this particular episode so I mean, we talk about lots of issues you know of historical content of social importance you know and books and uh, movies and you know these are all you know forms of art um and and, and i i agree with you that um you know video games they also have uh, you know, a piece of that particular uh, cake yeah, um, it, it is an artistic expression. It is a form of storytelling which should be appreciated and it doesn't deserve this uh, sort of tag that it's got that it's only for kids. Uh, that's yeah. rubbish. You know, it, this is a brilliant medium and um, and also sort of alluding to the console wars. You know, if you're going to diss a game because it's on the other platform, then you're mad. Yeah. Um, we should all celebrate the fact that, you know, all of these organizations are really pushing each other to create great content. And yeah. we're the ones who are there to appreciate it. So, you know, long may it continue. Absolutely. I think that's the best way. Like, that was the best perspective of the console war that I think anybody's had. It's just, like, appreciate it. Like, that, that there's this competition of, like, putting out the best product possible. And that you are getting to experience these like you're getting to experience the 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 product you know like you're getting to experience these amazing stories that people are spending so much time like i think it's so important to recognize the developers who spend so much time and put so much heart into these games that like and they are pushed so hard like game like we didn't really talk about it but like game development is a horrible horrible industry at this point in time and just how like toxic it is toxic it is like we're seeing the these these coming like these stories come out about about it and it's it's important to to continue to talk about it and to understand that like these developers are needing good representation and that we need to appreciate them like because they are putting so much of their time into this stuff you know like it's it's important and I appreciate every single developer who sinks so much time into the games that I have spent countless hours enjoying. Like, thank you. It's 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 amazing. And, and thank you for like putting so much time out there and putting your like just you're doing your thing, man. And thanks for doing it. You know, like it's it's awesome. I appreciate everybody who who can do that and, and finds love and passion for it, because like video games do not have the best rep. And so it's cool to see people making them have better rep and to make them be these amazing things that like in some ways like commend respect. Like these stories really do have an impact on people and they really do make you feel something, you know, like, yeah, it's amazing. You know, I'm, I would struggle to find a better way to conclude uh, the episode uh, on, on video gaming. So I think that wraps it up really well. Aiden. Cool.
Yeah. Thank you very much uh, for your time, your insight. Yeah. I mean, you, you provide the expert in knowledge here. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just yeah, some, some old dude trying to get back into it. But, you know, you, you really know the, the stuff. And um, I think we should come back and do a couple more uh, shows on video games once some of these uh, sort of games that we're looking forward to are, are out. I'm there um, for that. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Um, Aiden, thank you very much, and yeah, um, yeah all the best. Thank you so much, Zach. Two, 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 two